millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. to the Inspired Evolution and it is such a treat to be here today. Today we have the vibes from not one but two awesome guests. We've got Jen and Jammin. Um, so where do I begin? Do I say welcome guys and then I go into all the awesomeness that's going on? Welcome. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be on the show, Amrit. <laughs> yeah, really excited to connect, man. Um, you know, we've known each other for a few years now, but to uh, to engage in this context is, uh, is is really, really exciting, mate. Mate, I'm so thrilled to have you guys here. For those that are tuning in, these guys are the co-founders of Mountains and Marathons, the most adventurous leadership program. Basically, Mountains and Marathons is a six-month leadership program. You develop courage, clarity, and confidence. These are amazingly deep things that you're instilling and holding space for people to find within themselves and they doing this in a really amazing way. I can't wait to dive into this. Um, all the programs finish with an epic, epic physical challenge as is insinuated by mountains and marathons. You run a marathon or climb a mountain in one of the world's most extraordinary locations. Um, some of the places you guys have been, <laughs> like I'm so jealous. <laughs> Obviously the first one was back home here in Great Ocean Road. They've been to France, Mont Blanc. They just did Patagonia. Um, Mount Kilimanjaro happened as well. Um, there's one that's coming up and I'm not sure if I meant to say that just yet but they're going to the Great Wall of China which is insane I can't wait for that um but yeah formally just to just to just to share a little bit about guys so Jen is a strategic intervention coach certified by the official training school of Tony Robbins she holds a master's of science degree in strategy and innovation and before she co-founded the amazingness that is mountains and marathons she worked with over 100 purpose-driven businesses in Europe New Zealand and Australia and she did this to lead an uh, she led an impacting investing in she led an impact investing initiative that supported mission-driven entrepreneurs towards their first capital raise, right? So this had her work and study all around the world, and now she's passionate leadership coach and endurance athlete. 
in terms of German. I've never had to do two intros before, so this is amazing. <laughs> so we've got Jammin, and before co-founding Mountains of Marathons, Jammin was a director of three leadership organizations centered around development of health and resilience. He had the privilege of working with over 15,000 people from diverse communities across Australia and North America. And uh, I'm keen to dive into this story a little bit as well, brother, because he's bounced back from burnout, depression, and seven major, seven major surgeries. Um, he knows what it's like to struggle and what it takes to transform, and he's committed to peak health and performance and supporting others to do the same. What a combination in the fair of use. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let me let me let me go straight into it guys like why mountains and marathons well mate um i mean i think that probably takes us back to the um you know to the conception of why mountains and marathons kind of got created in the first place and um you know even just touching on your the, the final piece of the intro there of me um going through a personal journey of uh of being broke burnout and bloody busy um <laughs> Uh, it was it was two and a half years ago, and at that stage, Amrit, um, I personally, based in Melbourne, uh, were running three independent companies, uh, all uh, at their at their core uh, were focused around um, social change and community development. Um, whether that was working with parents to become more fit and healthy, or working with young sporting leaders to cultivate greater greater culture in their grassroots club or even working with um, teenage boys around cultivating greater emotional intelligence. Amazing. All of these things coming together um, just had me, you know, constantly giving, constantly giving, giving, giving more of myself. And, um, you know, to use the analogy of your cup, you know, your cup being full before you can then, you know, give to others, I was just continuing to take from the reserve tank more and more. Yeah. And um, I found myself in the middle of 2016 just really asking myself the question like, what's this really all about? You know, I'm not feeling well and solid and stable within myself. It doesn't matter how much, you know, good all of these creations that are having in my community. Um, if I'm not able to show up and just be fully well myself and just be a, a complete being, um, I, don't, I, I don't know what this is all about. And so really in that, at that time, I just went on a deep inquiry of like, you know, the source of my suffering is actually all my own creation. Mm -hmm. um, therefore, there are choices I've made that have led to this point. So I'm actually in the empowered place to make other choices mm -hmm. that can create a whole new future. <laughs> and um, so from that place, man, I, um, I asked myself the question, I said, um, there were two questions. Mm. The first one was, if I were to live my most values-aligned life, how would my life be different? Mm. And then the follow-up question to that was, okay, if I could do anything in the world right now, what would I be doing? Mm. <laughs> and the result of the, the combination of that inquiry um, was li literally come that same evening when I asked those questions, um, was... I would be running marathons and climbing mountains all over the world and I'd be enabling other people to come on the journey and transform their life, taking on the same pursuit. And um, at the time, there was like, what is the business model? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the vision, universe. <laughs> Head, get going. <laughs> amazing, amazing. 
Yeah, man. And so, um, so really, so the, uh, coming to the guts of the why of it, it, it really is about um, creating a an, a an adventurous opportunity to really transform your life from one stage to the next in whatever context that is. And so whether that's, um, whether that's an athlete transitioning from professional, from being a professional athlete into um, post-career retirement and what does that look like or yeah. someone who is really looking to transition career um, and he's kind of stuck where they are, but knows there's something else out there for them. Mm. Um, or whether it's someone who's transitioning through a divorce or a relationship breakdown is looking mm. to move on to that next stage of life. Um, yeah, really, it's about being at the source of personal transformation um, so people can move from one stage of life to another. And we just happen to centre around that around epic physical challenge um, in extraordinary locations around the world. Yeah, it's amazing. It's got an energy of rites of passage about it. And But, Jen, how did, like, what's your, um, how, like, was this just a jamming idea? <laughs> and you were like, let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting because um, Jamie and I, we met in February last year, which mm. was about eight months after he had had the original vision for Mountains and Marathons. And yep. at that stage, um, Jamie was already basically getting back sucked into history organizations. And mm. it was more like a thought in the back of his head, an unrealized dream. Um, and that basically came out a couple of weeks or months into our, like, into us dating, into our relationship. And back then when Jamin shared with me that he had the vision of running a marathon and climbing a mountain every continent I was like that's good for you <laughs> because <laughs> a bit about my backstory I grew up as a super unfit child um, I've never done any sports and early in my life I've made up this whole identity of I'm a person who um, mm. can't do much physically yeah. and Never have run more than 5Ks in my life, etc. I got a bit into weightlifting, actually quite a bit into weightlifting between the ages of about 18 to 26. But at the same time, when Jamin shared that with me, I was like, no, I can't do this. Now, it happened that a couple of weeks later, I did a leadership program that really had a big impact on my life myself. And it helped me realize that I have made up that story, mm. right? And that there was actually nothing physically holding me back from going out there and running marathons and climbing mountains. And that night I said to Jamin, you know what, um, we're going to do this together. And so that was about our, that was about our personal journey. And at the same time, Amrit, um, I was at a stage where I was in a job in a small enough for profit organization that I absolutely loved. And I absolutely loved what I did in terms of what it stood for in the world, you know, supporting social enterprises, impact-driven businesses to raise investment and grow and scale. But I wasn't really challenged in that role anymore. And I knew that I had to get out of it and I didn't know what was next. And so um, as we as we then were actually drafting the business model for Minds and Marathons and determining that it was a leadership company centering around epic physical challenge, that was exactly what I was looking for myself. Um, and so, yeah, you know, in the end, it was really just a big inquiry into, I have no idea what that's going to look like, but I'm curious about the person I have to become on the other side. Yo. And this whole question of... <laughs> 
mom, that's really been at the source of at the source of all our programs. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so deeply. You know, the whole idea of conquest and journey and like I think that's obviously embedded in mountains and marathons and you probably foresaw that, but I never saw um that as being the very next question is like the whole idea of just that being like curiosity on who you'll become on the other side um, and just allowing that to drive you. Um, yeah, there's, there's two things that I really want to, the really deep things that both of you have discussed. Um, uh, Jen talking about identity there, you know, like when you like hold on to your stories and you can like actually unweave into whatever story, like you can, mm. you can hold on to. And also um, like Jammin's story about like the belief of like giving, you know, cause like we've been, we've known each other for a while and you've like, yeah, like the energy of giving, you'd think that if you were giving, you'd be receiving. But I think there's a really potent message in there as well is that, you know, it's not just about like keeping your cup full as well, like coming into like a, a place of really looking after yourself and like the stories that were in there prior to that. I'm a bit curious about what, um, what has been like, the most um i guess what has been the continual like thing that you guys have been shedding again and again in terms of stories like what are you interfacing with the most on your journey hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, for me man it's probably continually confronting imposter syndrome of like who the hell am I to do this <laughs> you know yeah. um, and so it, it, it really but then it really does come down to like it's like I'll wake up and I'll be like man what are you what are you even doing <laughs> <laughs> um, and then and then it's interesting because it's kind of like that thought is there and then I'm just like you know what like no this where this got created from was such a place of like a deep inquiry mm. and it's just like monkey brain kind of playing <laughs> Like, thank you. Yeah, you know, I'm like, I acknowledge that you're there, but it's like, no, this is what you're stepping into here. Yeah, it's scary and there is so much uncertainty that that, that Mm. I can be living with. But I'm also like, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. Of course. You know, this is, this is, this is, this is where it's at. And I think, you know, I endlessly have those moments when in, you know, inside of this, as much as Jen and I are doing a lot of coaching, we've also got to be really responsible for our own health and fitness. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, 
And so you'll have these moments when we're, when we're, when I'm on a training run and I'll just like, and when we're in Argentina, I'll look up at the Andes at the snow capped mountains and I'm just like, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, and I'm like, had, you know, had, had, had I and had Jen not said yes to this, um, mm. you know, eight, mm. for me two and a half years ago, Jen, eight months ago, like none of what we're experiencing right now would be possible and the contribution that we're able to be to other people yeah. and at the same time, um, you know, be confronting our own limiting beliefs and continually tackling yeah. those yeah. those those things that come up where we're like, um, I don't know how we're going to go here. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, going into that that rough and tumble and that roller coaster has what is really, it, it continues to fuel our own growth inside of this journey while we support others to do the same. Amazing. I absolutely love the humility with which you shared that as well, brother. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I really, um, I really, as you're sharing, I can feel that, you know, the whole imposter syndrome has that idea of like faking it till you make it or something. But mm. I think what you shared there was like, you know, when you're, when you're in the, in the space where you're actually doing what you're meant to be doing and that deep inquiry is being satisfied, you feel like, no, this is where I'm meant to be, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so all your no question. <laughs> yeah, you know, so all that sort of dissolves when you're actually doing what you're meant to be doing. That's such a blessing. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> ben, how's it weaving for you? Yeah, um, just to actually, um, to, just to build on that as well, I'm, I completely agree and, like, often, often having the same struggles, imposter syndrome and so on. Mm. And what I've noticed for myself is that it's usually... Uh, usually when I'm when I'm not feeling good or when the bad stories are coming up um, or the stories that are holding me back, it's it comes from a place of comparison. Right? Mm-hmm. It comes in the moments when in the moments when I'm thinking, where where do I think I should I, I should be being? Or what do I think we, we should be doing? <laughs> or what would other people have achieved in this moment right now? Right. So when I'm just being feeling centered. In, in myself and just connected, as you just said, right, doing the work we're supposed to be doing because I really believe what we're doing right now is what we're supposed to be doing and where we can create so much value for the world and for people. Um, yeah, but usually um, it's the moments of comparison that, that are throwing me back and, and, and I'm, I'm becoming better at, at noticing that and at catching mm. that um, because I think we've all heard the quotes of um, comparison, like being being the source of um, of a lot of evil. Yeah. Um, but other than that, Emret, I think stories, you know, stories and um, identity and pieces of our identity that we have to confront is coming up all the time. And what we've really learned is so a process that we've been going through um, over the last um, year or two really is getting um, exceptional level of clarity about the people who we want to become ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in all our programs and a lot of our own lives, um, we, we focus a lot on clarity. And clarity has been scientifically pro- proven to be um, incredibly important for high performance. And I also think just for well-being in our lives, you know, like, and it starts with like clarity in small situations where we're having uncertainty and therefore feel a bit anxious or stressed. And it goes up to like having clarity around who are we becoming and what are we creating here and what vision are we living into? And so for me personally, um, we basically have these, these, alter egos or these like written versions of the people we inspire to become right mm-hmm. and always like when we make it a point to constantly go back to that and to reflect on where are we showing up as these people in our lives right now and where are we not and usually any kind of misalignment lives within that and can be discovered in that 
Oh, wow, I think that's so, <laughs> so much to talk to in that. Thank you so much for sharing, Jen. I'm I'm really inspired by the fact that you've created your own avatar for yourself and the inspiration is like that self-feedback, right? It's like not, you know, perhaps this person inspires me this way or this person inspires me this way. And I think a lot of times we outsource our inspiration, but then we also... I guess disenfranchise some part of our own internal power, right? We like disempower ourselves by empowering like the vision of somebody else. But if we can really tune into like, this is who the person we want to become um, and on the journey and then going on the journey, like you said before, like the energy of conquest, like coming through, who am I going to be on the other side of that? That's so amazing. I, um, it would be remiss of me to like in this story in this conversation of stories and clarity, um, just to like, then, you know, drop that in with like endurance running, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> cause I know that's like, for me personally, like I used to run, um, half marathons every other weekend. Um, just, wow. as a, but I was a bit of an idiot. I was running, you guys remember those barefoot shoes that were all the craze for yeah. a while? Yeah, yep. so I was running on. I was using. I was running with them, but I was. I was should have been running out on trails. I was running on concrete, and uh, that wasn't smart. <laughs> so I kind of, yeah, kind of got myself a few injuries and sort of put down the running and started with calisthenics. And my life sort of been on that trajectory since then. Um, right. But I remember like putting in so much endurance, like putting in endurance, and I like, just sweating, sweating. And I remember like I used to say this, like if you don't have the answers after about ten or twelve k's, you're probably never going to get them. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they say Aruna, you can learn everything there is to know about yourself and life in 26.2 miles or so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so tell us about that process you know like because surely like you must come up with a lot of stories and even like just the basic stories for those that might be confronted by what you guys are doing helping people like drop into like a le- like a leadership mindset and just like you know the, the story of just quitting you know, like how many times people would want to start their first marathon and like don't not even put their not even put their shoes on, they quit out the door. And then obviously mm. when you're running miles and you know you're going into like the physical component of like the story that creeps up, which is like why am I doing this? What am I doing? How does that really? work? Yeah. Yeah. So um, two parts to that. I'm going to start with my a bit of my personal journey there. So until like about a year ago, um, I haven't run more than five k's. And so then there was a whole journey over the last year. We've run three marathons in the last five months, right? And I like, and I'm celebrated, but actually so many stories, right? I actually remember one time we were at a festival somewhere in New South Wales in the, in the middle of the bush and Jamin and I during festival, we had to go for, for a long run, for a run that day and so we headed out um onto the main road not a single car there burning sun and jamin was running ahead of me generally because he's running a bit faster and at some point i I was just feeling sluggish and tired and and suddenly like the and and at the same time the the marathon the date of my first marathon was coming closer and closer was just maybe eight weeks six weeks away and i was running i'm like i can't do this like literally it's not going to happen like this is effed up <laughs> it's not going to happen i can't do this i'm not that kind of person and i started like having an emotional breakdown started crying and literally sat down on the road i was like mm-hmm. no I'm, I'm striking <laughs> yeah. and sitting there my misery and then at some point maybe 10 minutes later i saw jamie coming back and i'm like no he's not going to find me like this and so i got up again and <laughs> i tried to start jogging again but obviously it already caught up to something being not quite right <laughs> and so we had a conversation i'm like jamie it's not going to happen and i was like and i coached us this and this and i was blaming him and i was blaming jamie and i was blaming everything <laughs> mm-hmm. right and it was just look 
an hour later, everything was good again. Right? Yeah. But I'm still like, these moments still come up and I have the, 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 all the compassion in the world for everyone who is totally confronting these moments of, I want to quit in the pursuit of their first marathon or really anything big in life, right? Because the reason why we, the reason why we anchor a leadership program around a physical challenge is because mm -hmm. the skills that we need to excel or to just complete that kind of big physical challenge that we may have thought was impossible are the same skills that we need for so many things in life, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's grit, it's resilience. It's also compassion. Um, and really just learning about ourselves and what tends to stop us and how we can overcome that. Man, I love that. <laughs> like this is, yeah, that's what I really wanted to dive into because it's not just an external six months. Like, okay, we're going to rally everybody up, get you in the right mindset to run a marathon. Like you said, you're meeting people at interesting junctures of their life that are coming to you. You know, they're like either like transitioning out of their career or, you know, they've, they've, you know, separated from a loved one or, you know, something really interesting is happening in their life. And you've kind of created this rite of passage, which is like, cool. So like six months of mentorship, um, and coaching, training, and going through a lot of your stuff, and then at the end of it, there's this, um, there's either the mountain or the marathon. Um, but the interesting thing about that is, I know, I know just by knowing you guys that it's, it's, it's not just okay. So like you're tuning in every fortnight to just check how many miles you ran. <laughs> so there's an aspect of nutrition and running in there. But I know yeah. like your passions and stuff, a lot of that would be deep diving into like what's coming up for you emotionally and your mental state and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Does that ever cease to like fascinate you like in terms of how much your internal world is reflected in the external? Yeah, man. Well, um, I think the, the, the structure, the structure of the program, it like, it will undoubtedly bring up the stuff that's going to get in your way, not just from completing the program, but it's the parallels of what that's what stuff that brings up mm. that, that we then contrast to where is that stopping you in other areas mm. of your life, yep. you know? And, um, I think so, so much of the, the journey of preparing for running a marathon or climbing a mountain, as Jen said, really is about that continual practice of showing up. <laughs> you know, like we're inside of our coaching practice, you know, we, we have one-to-one -one coaching and group coaching once a week with each of our members. Mm -hmm. And we've also got an elite coach from the US. He's a marathon and mountaineer coach who works one-to-one -one with each of our members as well as a dietitian. Now, inside of this, we're really excavating, like, what is it that you are looking to move through as your personal outcome and, 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 um, and reach by the end of this program. Mm. And then we really center our coaching around enabling people to get it, get what it is that they're looking to transition into. Now that will naturally have some certain actions <laughs> that are going to be required for you to make that, to get that kind of breakthrough. You know, it's not just about sitting there and visualizing a potential future, but it's really about, mm. yes, getting connected to that, that potential mm. future, that kind of like ideal self, but then that takes action. 
And often, uh, as you would know, Amrit, you know, and, and even yourself having made that courageous move from having a high paid, you know, well to do mm-hmm. job to then transition into a, to something or, you know, make that commitment into something where there's a whole bunch of uncertainty and unknowingness and unfamiliarity, <laughs> you know, you know, that takes courage. And so, so much of the, um, the, the, the work that we do with our members is really about recognising what are the actions that, that mm. need to be taken to get the breakthrough or make the transition and then providing them with the safety to discuss and share mm. what is coming up for you in the face of potentially taking that action and then recognising all the stories that are in the way and then just going, all you got to do right now, just do it. And then on the other side of that, you know, on the other side of the fear is what really it's just nothing but possibility. Mm. And so, so much, man, so much of, um, you know, our coaching and, and what we do is, um, is really about supporting people to step into courage and then discover for themselves who they are on the other side of that, mm. um, which then ultimately has the mountain or the marathon. Sure. Sure. There are breakthroughs <laughs> that come from taking on that pursuit, yeah. but really it's just a, um, the mountain of the marathon becomes a celebration of everything that it took mm. to get to that point and be primed and ready to take that on. Oh man, that's so awesome. I love, yeah, I love the way you've distilled that process. And um, I, uh, I have to say like you're reflecting on, on courage and it's um, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely the right word. I remember actually um, the year that I left my job um for my own pursuits was basically I always thought courage was fearlessness. Mm-hmm. Maybe I watch and I, and, and, I, and I blame, actually, I think I officially blame um, Braveheart movies. I thought William Wallace was just fearless. And, <laughs> and, he, was, right, and he was courageous. So I was just like, fearlessness is, is like, <laughs> is fearlessness. And it's like having no fear. And then I remember actually I was eating a bowl at lunch, like the randomest place. And I just happened to Google like the, um, the definition of courage. I don't know what was anyway, something <laughs> wiser than me was in me at that moment. And uh, I remember reading like just off Google, the first response to courage basically distilled to not, not having fear. It was totally having fear, but taking action anyway, in light of that fear. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing. Like that was a huge meditation point for me, which was just like, Oh crap. Like <laughs> now it's like, Oh, okay. I'm not, here to be fearless it's not about like pretending that these things don't exist it's like actually acknowledging that yeah these things exist shit can i lean into them you know like can i move in towards like my resistance and stuff and this is why i ask you know the internal and the external because there'd be so many things that you know you're afraid of like going deep inside to have a look at but then also like the mountain that you want to climb you know it's like also an internal mountain of this ideal self that you guys are sharing about absolutely man and look like the the reality is uh so much of you know so much of what you've done has demanded like has demanded courage because mm. it's in light of the face of fear mm. right um same with jen and i like having upheavaled our um our, our comfortable lives in in melbourne uh to then to then step into this pursuit with a really clear vision, but a a really a complete lack of an idea of exactly how this vision is going to be fulfilled, you know, and so much of, so much of it. Yes. It's about acknowledging that fear is there and taking the action anyway. And then the other side of it, Amrit is really um, having the faith that, 
you're taking action that's in alignment with your values and the mm. universe is going to provide you with what you need to move towards where it is that you need to go. Mm. And, um, you know, constantly Jen and I are sitting there in the face of uncertainty um, about the future of, of, of mountains and marathons, yet knowing that we're taking, a, we're taking aligned action and that there is some kind of, um, you know, conspiring intelligence within the universe <laughs> that, that's like going to, that, that, that will enable us to move <laughs> towards where we're heading and what we're really clear on who we want to be and what kind of future we want to create. Um, we kind of leave a bit of it up to the universe to work it out for us. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We're going to call it conspired evolution. <laughs> 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 oh, that's awesome. So I want to, um, I want to ask you guys, like, what has been your favorite place to run, like to run in terms of like, just go through, like not specifically for the run, um, but specifically for like your, like the stuff that you managed to unpack, like internally, which like, which was your personal, cause I'm sure like every run or every conquest has its own challenges that you overcome but is there one that stand out yeah i think um i think i can speak for both of us in terms of our really favorite mm-hmm. run or race so far was the um the mont blanc marathon yeah and actually um isn't that the one that goes forever <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and everyone we talk about unpacking like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that was that was um a big one so that was our first marathon that we've ever done Mm. Um, it was only six weeks after our first one in Australia. Yeah. So there was our first international race, um, Mont Blanc Marathon in the region of Chamonix in, in France, in the French Alps. So first, um, just arriving there two weeks before was just such an incredible experience for us because we both, actually at that stage, I didn't love mountains so much yet. I didn't have a strong connection to the mountains, but Jamin already really was connected to being in the mountains. Um, and so I've actually had this experience, Amrit, the first day when we arrived in our Airbnb two weeks before the race, I went out behind um, our house and there was like, it, it literally just went steep up right behind our house. And I went for a one hour run, right? Like up and down in total one hour. And I came back and I thought I must have done at least 500 meters in elevation gain there. And I checked my Sunto watch because unfortunately I had something that ex- the, uh, a technical device that exactly tracked what actually happened. And it was like 350 meters. And I'm right. We're two weeks out from a marathon that has an elevation gain of 2,800 meters. And I have, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like that. <laughs> 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 and I have literally no freaking idea how that's going to happen because I haven't run months, haven't done much mountain training at all. I was just busy training for my first marathon on the flats, more or less on the great ocean road. Um, so that, that caught every single day going back into the mountains and facing the mountains again and knowing they're going to push me back. Mm. And then and they're going to ask for everything I've got and it's, it, it's not going to be enough <laughs> to conquer as much as I want to that day, you know, and still having the humility of always going back. Um, that was an incredible process over these two weeks. And then, and then the race itself, mate, it was still one of the best, one of the best experiences for both of us ever. Like it took me nine hours to complete the thing. My first marathon took me four hours, um, 46 minutes. This one took me nine hours and three minutes. <laughs> And it's a long time to be out there. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I actually, I did have some emotional breakdowns. I cried on the way. 
mm. things happened. You know, in the end, um, we came back together at, at the finish line. Jeremy had finished two hours before me, <laughs> mm. and it was just one of the yeah one of the greatest things, and I think like the most challenging thing I've ever done. Yeah, fascinating. Thank you so much for sharing that. I um. That kind of segues into something that I wanted to ask both of you slightly, but I'm just going to ask it anyway, <laughs> which is, um, yeah, like, do you, like, because obviously Jem being acquainted with mountains, there would have always been that, um, you know, that, that sort of, you know, you had this drop in, there was, I'm going to use the word lust, but it's probably not the right word, but the lust for the mountains, right? <laughs> um, but do you, like, is there, like, surely on this journey, you inspire each other a lot, like seeing someone that, you know, had not ever ran their first marathon for like, only 12 months ago and then now they're like punched out three in a year like in on this journey being together like you consistently inspire each other <laughs> every day mate <laughs> like, on, like, on, like honestly yeah. you know to um to have initially had that conversation 18 months ago when jen like you know got home from work one day and uh and, and said yeah we're gonna do this together and i'm like Right, so like you're gonna come with me and, <laughs> and support. And she's like, no, 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 I'm gonna do the runs as well. I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> All right, so how far do you run? <laughs> and she's like, I've never run more than five k's before in one hit. And I'm like, All right, we are we are on here. And um, you know, to to co journey together and. Um, and really be like, you know, I'm really clear on, on the man who I'm inspired to become. Yep. And I'm clear that Jen's clear on the woman she's inspired to be. And I'm endlessly, um, I'm always committed to listening to Jen as the person who she's inspired to be. Mm-hmm. And inside of that, uh, you know, there'll be days and she, and she listens to me exactly the same. And so there are days when I'm like, nah, <clears throat> I'm not running. <laughs> it's cold. It's cold. German Germany, please, like, give us some sunshine. You know? And uh, and sure enough, Jen's like, no, no, like, you're gonna go. What's that gonna take? And then uh, you know, and then there are moments when we're on a long run on a weekend together. Um, they're often some of our favorite our favorite times um, because we just get to be out there, um, you know, in nature together, just running along the paths. And I'll just have these moments of like, of like, oh my, uh, unbelievable, Jen. You know, you're the kind of person who literally, like, September 2017 could only run 5Ks and now you're someone who has run three marathons in five months <laughs> and, and comfortably, like, just puts the shoes on and goes out for a two-hour run. It's like that was never going to happen, you know, and, um, and even just seeing, you know, and Jen, just seeing Jen have those moments of, like, emotional turmoil and, and occasional breakdown and then still being able to go, and you're still here and you continue to show up. And I know I can count on you in three days' time that we're going to be running again because that's just who you are. Um, so I think, yeah, man, there's endless inspiration that comes from, from one another. Hmm. Um, and I think from just me on a personal level, man, you shared it in the introduction, but, yeah, I've had, uh, I've had six knee surgeries. Um, the first, <laughs> you know, the first was at 10, uh, removing cartilage from my knee. Um, the second was at 16. The third was at 16, again, removing cartilage. And, and this was the source of a condition that I had called osteoporosis chondritis dissecans now um at that age all i ever wanted to be was an elite athlete um and 
and surely, slowly but surely, year after year, that dream um, was becoming less and less of a possibility. Mm. Uh, at the age of 18, had my first knee reconstruction. Uh, 22, had my second knee reconstruction. Then by the age of 24, had my, my fourth uh, knee arthroscope, totaling six knee surgeries. Um, and so for me, man, like there was always this like unfulfilled um, commitment to discovering what I'm physically capable of you know what is it that what is it that my body can actually um can complete and again part of where mountains marathons come from at the age of 26 was like I'm heading towards my late 20s you know as far as the human body is designed you know in all of its um possibility it also has its limitations and it's been shown that people can reach their peak physical state at around the age of 28 Mm. and i was like man am i going to leave that as an unturned stone and something that i don't discover or am i going to make a choice to see what i've what i've got and what this what this incredible physical being is actually capable of Mm. um and so You know, I sourced a lot of inspiration from, you know, being someone who had so many challenges in my younger years physically, but then going, you know, I think that's all just a story and and then just stepping into going, what is possible? And the truth is, Amrit, you know, when I started, like, there was a lot of story. There was like, dude, you know, I don't know how much cartilage you've got left in your knees, but like, what's it going to take to run a marathon? And then yeah. it's like, what is it going to take to run a second and a third? <laughs> and, you know, and now it's just like being a runner is a new identity and just having trust and faith that my body has what it takes to hold up is, um, is, is endlessly present and I'm becoming more and more mm. confident in uh, and having greater belief in what my body and I know Jen's the same in what we're capable of. <laughs> and the other side of it is, man, like as Jen was saying, one of our most inspiring and um impactful times in this journey so far was around the Mont Blanc Marathon in France. And believe it or not, man, like they call it the Mont Blanc Marathon, but three days before the 42.2K run that we did is the uh, the Mont Blanc Ultra Marathon. Hmm. You know, and here we are at a campsite, uh, you know, getting ourselves prepared, taking it easy a few days before, and we meet this 60-year-old guy, <laughs> Jean, Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc. <laughs> we're, like, we're like, man, what are, you, are you here for the marathon? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing the ultra. And we're 92 like, Ks. We're like, mate, that's 92 Ks. Mm. This is a 60-year-old guy. Mm. And, you know, he was up at 4 a.m. Uh, to depart and he arrived at like 2 a.m. 22 hours later. And, you know, and we see him the next day and just go, and just go, man, congrats. Like the guy finished 30 in his age group. <laughs> And I just look at him and just go, man, you have completely shifted Mm. my perspective of what's Mm. possible for a human being. Mm. And I thought, you know, I was inspired by Jen and I was, you know, and and somewhat inspired by myself for taking this on. It's like, this is just kind of like raised the bar of what's possible. Um, So I think, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot inside of um, making a commitment to taking something on that we have a sense that it's possible, but have no idea how it's going to unfold. And, you know, whether that's, whether that's transitioning into a new career or losing a whole bunch of weight or, um, you know, moving through a divorce, like getting, getting a sense of what's possible and then just making the commitment and saying yes, and then just figuring out how, um, there's a lot of magic that comes from that kind of, that kind of commitment. That's brilliant. Commitment is such a deep word. And I think, um, especially when you were talking before, you were shedding lots of light on action. Um, but I think 
commitment is equally as important to, you know, like when you, um, it's almost like you've got to have, I think there's a, almost like a whole, there's a whole syllabus in here as we've been talking. <laughs> it's like <laughs> deep inquiry, right. That you guys, that you guys referred to and like that, that place of deep inspiration. And then obviously making the commitment, you know, like that day that Jem came home and said, we're going to actually do this together, but then actually obviously taking that action as well. Um, yeah. All things that are, are reflected really beautifully. I, um, I want to ask is, um, one of one of the best books I've ever read was called Born to Run. Um, and it just reflects that, you know, like so much of our human condition is like we were actually, like the title suggests, Born to Run, you know, and uh, um, listening to your story, um, both of your stories, but also the, 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 the knee surgery is coming again and again and again and again, you know, it's just like that yeah that that shifts a lot of programming in terms of just going mate how like how do you walk let alone run (laughs) and then you're just punching out multiple marathons and uh and yeah like i said just extremely um extremely inspired by by yeah jen like man (laughs) like what the shit like how did you just go from there to there and i was like it's it's amazing and i i think it's um it's a testament to i guess the inner work because you know you've you've been doing a lot of um strategy and innovation and like internal work for people in the past as well and i think that really must surface in a really poetic way and i think it um is a testament to how deep the work you've done on yourself is and then obviously letting that show up in like the physical in a really like poetic way um in a real way that's that's huge i want to discuss um the elements which is again now this is me getting on my woo-woo self but um I, i can't not have this conversation with you like the elements, you know, you're out there, you guys spend time in the sun as part of your work now, <laughs> you know, like hydration is a key thing and how do you breathe, you know? Um, so you're supremely connected to the earth, fire, wind and water. And does that factor into some of your thought processes or how does that all go? Uh, I, yeah. can, I can speak to that. Um, you know, I've always had a really, um, you know, deep and personal relationship with nature. Uh, and there have been many a times when I've just taken myself off the grid and, you know, gone for a six-day solo trek um, just to really uh, centre and sort of distinguish the clutter from what's real. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, uh, inside of this, I have these moments where there might be a whole bunch of anxiety coming up in me or um, all this sort of like fear and doubt about next moves or where things are at right now. Um and the you know separate from the actual marathons themselves like the actual training for for the marathons demands that i continue or that we continue to get outside Mm. and um you know there are endless moments you know like weekly where i'll be in a state of like you know where there's some physiology moving and some Mm. uh, cortisol and adrenaline in the system that's unwarranted and um and just being able to like be to to fit to feel the sun to see the golden leaves of of, of you know the German um, the German autumn to um, have the rain on the face to feel the wind on the skin like all of these moments just get me back to what's real and have me go you know at the end of the day what I'm experiencing right. now, now is actually more just an extension of, of of myself and i am you know we are we are actually part of the earth um and it's just so often just this monkey brain that 
that uh, convinces us otherwise. Um, but my experience of running can be quite, yeah, it, it can be really centering and really um, and really grounding. And it's yeah. something that's a beautiful anchor in our weeks to remind us of that endlessly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really grateful for that reminder, especially as I'm having this conversation with you, what's being reminded in the back of my head is you're having that experience in Chile, but also in the Netherlands, also in Germany, also in Australia, in France, in China, those elements are always ever present, right? And they're always connecting you to what's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. So I'm going to start weaving out of the podcast, even though I feel like we're just getting started. <laughs> um, I want to ask, um, before we um, before we weave out, um, I've never had to ask two separate people this question, so perhaps we'll go ladies first. But um, the last question to um, the podcast is always this. It's esoteric in its nature. Um, and I guess it goes beyond the mountains, beyond the marathons, beyond the skin suit, beyond the coaching, um, beyond the name. Jen, who are you? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> it's a big... It's a big question, Emrit, and I'm actually on the journey myself to, to find out more about that and to to create that because I believe um, I believe I'm the creation of my experiences and I'm the creation of the people around me, and I'm also the creation of what I choose to become each day. And, you know, I have a picture of what I believe that that will be in the future. And I'm very clear on what I'm working towards that becoming every single day. Um, so wondering, are we still, are we only a, a spiritual, spiritual being having the human experience? I'm currently exploring, like, is that true for me? Do I believe that's, that's how the world works? That's the answer I can give you right now. It's a continuous exploration, a continuous creation, and that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> this is why it's weird to ask two people. Now, Jamin, you got to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'm a um, I'm a country boy from Lingatha, southeast Victoria. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, yeah, oh man. I think um, ah, uh, look. I think the inquiry into identity is, you know, is is a big thing, um, because I think you know I, I reflect on you know who I have been over the past years and, and I would have labelled myself with many different, you know, with many different titles um, in that time. And as I'm uh, maturing and evolving and getting deeper into this inquiry, I'm endlessly distinguishing the labels and titles that I give myself um, that become, that may feel empowering but actually become my ultimate limitation. You know, for instance, like my identity is now as a coach and as a runner and as a business owner. And it's like, well, is that who Jamin Heppel is? Well, sure, it's a part of who I am. It's kind of what I do. But is it is it who I am? Uh, and I think I, you know, identify strongly with that and find that a source of empowerment, but also 
continue to come back to knowing that that is also a limitation. Um, so who I am in, it's an endless, it's an endless inquiry. It's an endless discovery. Um, my main commitment is to just continue to distinguish the stories that I have about myself that get in the way of new possibility um, and, a, and a deeper exploration of what's what I'm capable of creating on this world. Um, and if I can be at the source of enabling other people to kind of go on their own journey of distinguishing that mm. too, then, um, you know, I don't think there's anything that's going to bring, bring much more fulfilment than, um, than that pursuit. Mm. <laughs> Um, I've never actually done what I'm about to do, but I'm about to reflect something back because there's two of you. Um, but what you, what I received, um, obviously not what you said, um, what I received was, um, that it's about creating it's creation and, uh, creating your experiences with choice. Um, yeah. And then choosing your identity beyond its limitations. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing, man. It has been such, such an absolute pleasure to share this time with you both today. It like, yeah, I can't tell you like <laughs> how special it's been. Um, yeah, like <laughs> I, I can't wait to, for the updates to come on, on, um, on the next run and I'm so excited for China. Um, tell us a little bit about China. For those that want to get connected to you, that want to get connected to what's coming forward, can you share with us a little bit? Yeah, man. So our upcoming program is called Conquer the Wall Leadership uh, Leadership Program. And uh, this is a marathon or it culminates in uh, a six-day retreat uh, held in Beijing that centres around a marathon <laughs> on the Great Wall of China. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like now you just you're just doing stuff because you can. <laughs> We're just like, what is you know, the overall you know mountains and marathons itinerary? The commitment is a marathon on every continent, and we're just like, what are some of the most badass marathons we can uh, we can find? So and, amazing. Uh, you know, naturally, uh, China is a place that both of us have wanted to go to. We know it's appealing to to other people to explore that part of the world. And yeah, um, again, man, I think, I think there's different ways of um, there's different ways of adventuring. And um, you know, it's one thing to go and stand next to an incredible piece of um, of architecture and take some photos and read some read about some plaques. Um, but it's another thing, it's another thing entirely to, um, you know, to experience the kind of discomfort <laughs> that comes with the pursuit of a marathon whilst being present mm-hmm. to such an extraordinary, um, human creation or, you know, if it's Mont Blanc, the nature's creation with the mountains, mm-hmm. yet yeah, having that such an immersive experience of what, <laughs> what it's like to be there. So yeah, man, we, um, we, we picked this one. We thought it was pretty badass and it's, <laughs> it's something that's going to tick off a, a bucket list for us. And, um, we believe that others out there who um who would love to experience something similar and um yeah man it it has the the same leadership curriculum and program structure uh each of our programs the one the main thing that differentiates is um is the the location and the the mountain Mm. or the marathon and yeah we're pretty excited to be stepping into china and taking on the the conquer the wall marathon that's awesome and for those that are perhaps maybe not china or maybe yes china but like how do how do people get in touch with you in terms of finding your like finding you guys online mm, yeah sure so our website is uh, mountains and marathons.world yep. and we're also 
on Facebook as Mountains and Marathons. We are on Instagram as at Mountains and Marathons. And really, and we can be contacted. We're constantly on those channels. We can be contacted by any means there. I'm glad you're online because it seems like you're in a mountain or a marathon or running a marathon every <laughs> other week. So it might be difficult to find you physically just out there. <laughs> but man, I just want to take this opportunity to thank you guys, not just for today and obviously your energy and sharing yourselves here. Um, I'm really glad I got to have a chat with a couple that's consciously creating, you know, their next offering to the world together um, and also like being inspired by each other. But thank you so much for today but also you know like success and greatness doesn't all occur in a day so thank you for everything that you've put in all the miles all the the you know what you guys are co-creating the trust and the love that you have with each other as well and everything that's gone into the work where you are today the courage that it's taken to walk an alternative path and then you guys are doing it with such grace and it's so awesome what you guys are creating it's ridiculous and um yeah on the gratitude list and all the best for what's coming coming forward as well you know like just wishing you guys all the best always as well and i'm looking forward to i can feel this is probably just the first chat of many so <laughs> <laughs> yeah excited to excited to have a chat soon again Awesome, awesome. Man. Likewise, Amrit. Yeah, equally grateful, man. Yeah. Um, it's you know, it's it's a pleasure to to share our story, and I think it's something that we as humans need to do more often is share our story. So, thank you for creating the platform for us mm. to be able to to do this and, and and share what we're most passionate about. Love you guys. <laughs> Hey tribe, thanks for tuning in to another fun, enlightening episode of the Inspired Evolution. I've been loving all the feedback and personal stories of love, uh, health and growth. Your feedback and stories are incredibly welcome. The easiest way to connect with me is via my website, which is www.amrit-sandu.com. You can leave me a message or a comment. It's one of my highest values to connect, so I love to connect and love to hear from you. You can also find me on Facebook, Amrit Sandu. And if the content has been resonating with you, you can help the Inspired Evolution out in a big way by liking the YouTube channel, subscribing to the Inspired Evolution, or the Facebook page, like that please, at the Inspired Evolution, or by leaving a review on iTunes if you're on an Apple device. And also, if the Inspired Evolution episodes are inspiring an evolution within you, or you can feel the inspiration is valuable for your team to evolve to the next level, you can head on over to www.amrit-sandu.com to see how the Inspired Evolution can help you and your team thrive. Much love, tribe. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 